Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to uh, a first for Britflix. My name's Stuart Wright and this is uh, a little podcast of an interview that I did with uh, three of the UK based directors of the horror anthology ABCs of Death. Um, it was originally recorded for, for transcribing purposes to write up as an interview. But when I went back to the recording, as it was a roundtable discussion, I felt like there was a little bit of chemistry between the three of them that, would, that maybe would have got lost in the writing. So um, I've edited down the conversation to a nice round 40 minutes. Um, but as I say, it wasn't recorded for that purposes. So excuse the bit of background noise. It's not too bad. Um, and for most of the time, it actually more or less disappears. Um, so enjoy my interview with, um, Lee Hardcastle, Simon Rumley and, um, Jake West about ABCs of death out on Blu-ray and DVD 22nd of July. Enjoy. So why, 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 why the word speed? And sort of what came first, the short film or the, or the word to make the short film from? Well, well what came first was, was choosing the letter. Oh, OK. Because, um, because there were 26 directors, or 25 directors, and then the competition winner, who you're sitting next to, um, we all had to pick a letter first. So, oh, so when, okay. I, when I originally got pitched the project by Tim League and uh, Anne Timpson down in Cannes, oh. which was a couple, of, a couple of years ago now, um, you know, the, the first thing was, you know, do you want to get involved with this project? You know, and then they said some of the people who are going to be doing it, and a lot of us have been at Fantastic Fest with our films, because that's how I need to get yeah. yeah, yeah. in the first place. So I just said, yeah, that sounds like a fucking crazy thing to do. Why not? You know, it's the kind of thing that appealed to me, and I've never done, like, an anthology thing before. So, yeah. And it just seemed to have a different concept, a different take on the anthology. Plus, plus it was actually quite... A, it was only going to be a four-minute thing, which meant it wasn't going to take up too much time, you know. When you're, because when you're developing features, it takes, like, you know, a year, two years to get your project up and running and gone. Something like this, you could turn it around pretty quickly. And, you know, it's like going back to that low-budget way of doing stuff, you know, just calling it favours and, you know, getting, trying to get the film made any way you could. So we didn't have a lot of money for it. We had $5,000 each. So how did you get S, then? Okay, S. Okay, the, what they asked is they said, what are your top... Submit your top four letters, and we'll try and get you one of your favourite ones. And um, really, by committee, like? Well, not by committee. Not by committee. So but it's not like but, 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 but when I was involved, they didn't have all twenty-six films. Oh, I see. Okay. So I think when they originally pitched it, they may have had about fifteen or eighteen. So the first, so they just said to us, you know. Tell us what your favourite letters are, and we'll try and get you one of your favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I had a couple. Of, I submitted my top four letters, and S was my top letter yeah, yeah, because yeah. I already had an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, then I fortunately I got the letter that I wanted, and then, and then I wrote my script after that. You know, because okay, okay, okay. I didn't want to waste time writing a script and then finding out I couldn't get of course, a letter. Of so. course. So it was really like that. I mean, it was just a very organic process in that sense. Yeah. 
So from your side, did you get so you? How much later in the process was your? No, he, he was before. Huh? Well, no, not before. Sorry, but he was. He made his film before we even done it. My film was like the first one to be completed, right? So. Did everyone start making the films after the competition? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, the competition was running for eight, quite a while, wasn't it? Um, uh, it finished on October 2011. Yeah, I mean, I didn't shoot my film until December... Um, what year was that? 2011. 2011. Yeah, so, yeah, I can't remember the fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a while ago now, though. Yeah. So, we just, so, you know, the letter, so they put the letter of T up on the website. Yeah. Competition for so you, I mean, you went to the States to shoot. Yeah. I went to the States to shoot. So whereabouts did you get those gorgeous desert shots? I'm guessing. I'm fortunate because I've, you know, I've been working in the film industry for a while. I've got yeah. a few, I've got a few friends who live out in the States. And I wanted to, when I was making my film, I didn't want to make a typically British-looking movie because, you know, when you when you see a British film, it always looks like drab and grey and dark and, you know. So I thought it'd be nice to do something which didn't feel like a, a UK movie. Um, so when you watched it, because I didn't know how they were going to present the films, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure it would, you'd even know what film was directed by who. I was always a fan of actually not putting the name of the director on until the end roller, because then it, that would have been an interesting game for people. But as it is, you've, have you seen... Yeah, yeah, because when it starts, I was like, I was like, well, it wasn't until it finished that I realised, oh, we're going to get to know every time it's finished who it yeah. is. I yeah, I, I, I wish you didn't. I wish, because I, I think it would have been good for the audience to have guessed. So, how do you, so you, you, you were pitched quite early in the process, you were saying. So your, your involvement, to end up getting letter P, as it were, and pressure... You, when, you when were when a that, that part of um, No, I wasn't. I, I, um, I, I was actually... Uh, in South by Southwest, I think I had a film in South by Southwest called, I think it was Little Deaths, and, um, and Ant and Tim were both there, and, and again, Tim produced one of my previous films, Red, White and Blue, so I've, I've known him quite a long time, okay. um, and actually I've known Ant for just as long, so, um, so yeah, I, I remember driving back from one of the screenings, with, 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 and Tim was going, hey, what do you think about this idea um, for this film, and do you think people will be up for it, and, and you know, do, you, do you think, you know, how, how do you think it will work? Out, da, 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 and I said, yeah, I'm sure you can get, you know, I'm sure it's a good idea, and I'm sure you can get everyone, you know, that, that you want to, to, to do it. So, um, yeah, so I guess I first heard about it in, yeah, South by Southwest, which I guess is uh, March 2010, or no, probably 11, I think. And then, and then, sort of, peak for pressure was that, was that, was the, was the script before all that, or after? Um, well. It was formerly called Para, P for Paramaribo, because that, that's where I shot it. Para, okay. Paramaribo being the capital of Suriname, which is our location. Um, and I, I guess I'd actually, I'd been writing a script about similar kind of things, um, and which I, I wasn't really sure if anyone was ever going to want to make, really, just because of the content. Um, pe people kept telling me, work with children and animals and you have a hit on your hands but um, uh, you know I, I think with, with, with the subject matter it, it wasn't as easy as I was hoping so um, so I, I basically gave four li different letters for, for essentially the same short because I, I, I thought it was an interesting way to explore um, the, the, the feature um, and uh, yeah so that's that's why I did it okay Lee um, so I guess knowing you're, you're the, the competition winner, as it were, what was, what was the inspiration behind sort of T for Toilet then? It's weird because obviously there's no location, so you're, you're kind of taking. There's loads of things involved with it. I mean, the initial idea when I, when I realised I wanted to do the word toilet, I, I wanted to, the scene that the, idea, the initial idea was um, 
to have a kid so terrified that he ends up sort of like accidentally causing his own death by the thing that he was terrified of. Right. If that makes sense. So, yeah, 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 no, no. Um, so my vision was like, how do I get this kid to place his head into the toilet and then have some land on it? <laughs> That's the punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went backwards from that. And um, one of my biggest inspirations for the story layout, because one part of it's a dream and then the second part yeah, is the reality, is like... Uh, uh, films like uh, Lost Highway and um, The Long Drive by David Lynch because it's like when I watched them the first time around I didn't really understand what was going on until someone says oh yeah the first part of the film is a dream and then the second part is reality or vice versa and you're like alright oh, and then I thought that was a really clever way of delivering a story because you can get away with like the fun and games so to speak and, like these parents getting eaten up but in real life that didn't happen yeah the, the toilet demon monster oh, is that <laughs> Well, I must admit, I, there was, having the DVD, the benefit of... Because everybody's doing everything so thick and fast. 26 yeah. horror ideas. Is, you, you know, you watch a horror film and you go back and revisit... Well, how did this thing... I recently just re-watched Cabin in the Woods. It's like, you know, you saw so much more from when I saw it in the cinema. But then to see 26 shorts from directors who, you know... I, I think it's going to be really interesting when the DVD comes out because everyone's seen it and everyone's very quick to kind of, you know, judge, as you would be. Mm. But, but I, I think you're right. You know, I, I mean, I've seen it three three times now and there's a couple of shorts which I, only on the third video I was like, oh, fuck, I, I didn't realise that. Actually, Gravity, which is, has come in for a lot of flack and, and that's actually quite a big point in Gravity, which I, I really missed on the first two viewings. Which one's Gravity on? Um, it, it's the surfboard one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, when, I mean... Is, on the, on, is it just suicide? Well, well, yeah, he puts, he put, he puts bricks... Bricks in his back, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I completely missed in the first two times, because it's such a, like, bang, quick yeah, shot. Yeah. And, and frankly, when you know that, it's like, okay, that makes a big difference. And I, I don't know where everyone else missed it, but... No, first time I watched it, I went, I, I sort of went... What the fuck? I don't get that, because everything yeah, yeah. else, you get the resolution, it's, the, the resolution seems at least yeah. obvious. yeah. Um, which I mean, uh, the second time watching yours, uh, I mean, a note hit. It was the uh, the significance of the tattered American flag. I didn't see it when you when you show it right at the start. It was kind of nice, and then obviously the reality of what we're looking at. Yeah, well, that was the idea. My idea was because I was taking the, I was you know kind of examining that kind of the American dream, that kind mm. of live fast, die young ideology, which movies create in the audience. Mm. So it was actually it was that's the the use of the American flag was. Like this is like depicting like an American visual like coda that you're using. Like oh, yeah, yeah. the action, you, the, got, you, got the, the car, the, you got the car very exactly. right. Yeah, the action film, <laughs> but that, but that kind of thing. You can only get those images in America. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah, what I really, that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. And, the, and that's why when the, the, with the, the twist, the turning point, yeah. where you realise that this is this is just a fever dream. It's a you know it's a death dream. Mm. And you know that's that's the kind of criticism of our addiction with cinema. Almost it's like we oh, okay. we, we want. We want we, we see ourselves as a kind of image, and you know it's the the nature of addiction to cinema is is that you buy into those dreams in the dark, you know. So that's what I, you know. There's a right. okay. No, I didn't, get, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. That was more the fact that was more the, the um, just generally just generally the American dream. Full stop. Not our yes. not our imagining of it. Oh yeah, no, I mean, because it was a you ah, know okay. because it because it was a because this was a short. You, I mean, I had a chance to mess around with 
what, what I thought the audience's expectation would be. So I wanted to do something really different to, I've, you know, I've done a lot of kind of comedy spattery type things, and I figured that there would have been shitloads of blood before my segment came up, yeah, as yeah. I had the letter S. So I thought I'd try and be much more playful with it, and that's what I was kind of yeah. playing around with, you know. And I, I, like I say, I really like that turning point when you realise, you know, this is something else, and it goes from one reality to this really awful kind of cult. What, what was saying it's a bit like the same structure, structurally, actually. I mean, because I do think that's an, an interesting way of storytelling, because it gives you, it gives you a turn at the end of your story. Mm. It gives you, it gives, it, you know, I always think of a short film. It's almost like a, it's almost like a joke. Mm. It's a setup and a punchline, and that's kind of what I was trying to do. As yeah. Well, so. no, I must admit, I, 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 I did benefit from a second viewing of yours. It was like, cause first of all, I just did the sit down through all. I didn't want to mess around. I just wanted to watch the 26 mm. first time, and it was, you know, some of them were immediate. Some of them was like the fuck. And I should have guessed that the guy who did Norwegian Ninja did the lap dancing dog. I should have guessed that. Thomas Melling. Yeah, yeah he's, I didn't funny, want to, he's, a, he's a funny cat. Have you met yeah. him? No, no, no. Uh, he should. He's, a, he's hilarious. No. He told me about. You, sorry, just, just yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when we're in Sitges, he made his film because when he was young, he, he, he fell in love with his soft toy. He's like, you know, he, he made a hole in it and like literally was abusing his. Uh, his toy as a growing lad. But so that's his sort of furry, that kind of furry sex addiction. These, that, you know, which is quite twisted. But you know, no, it is. It I, is. I love that. I love the fact he was honest enough to say that on a panel. Oh, that was on a panel. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. over a beer. <laughs> no, 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 I thought you said over a beer. Oh, no, 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 I, I, no, I think by that time we had we had had we'd been drinking for about three or four days solid. So that's just an interesting story for you. Yours, yours was. Ostensibly like a silent movie, and it, you know, there's no dialogue at all about yeah, yeah, yeah. sound design. Yeah. I mean, was that? That was deliberate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my my first three films, um, my first first three features. I, I did a youth culture trilogy set in London during the night. It was kind of inspired by Richard Linklater, which were pretty much in entire. Well, they were entirely dialogue. And, and I think at some point, at the end of finishing those, I, I decided that it was time to do something else. And uh, I think roughly around the same time, I, I saw The Isle, which is Kim Key Duke film. Um, uh, well, you're in for a treat. Good, good, use of a, good use of a fishing good, line. Good use of a fishing line and, and good use of minimal dialogue. And, and I, I, I kind of kept the fishing line for another, another film. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's an amazing kind of you know, feat of storytelling with, with the using... There is like a few lines, but really not very many. So uh, that, that to me was like a piece of aspirational cinema. Uh, and ever since then, the, the way I write has, has really completely changed. Um, and... and you know, become more visual and, and, and more working on dramatic structure and all that kind of stuff. So, so I have to say, so far I've I've no, I haven't been able to do, uh, make a feature where there's no dialogue. I haven't even tried actually, but I, I think it'd be very hard. Um, I, I'm sure there are a few around, and I remember having a, a meeting with a guy in for um, Joel Silver's company, and I think they've shot one, the Motor City. Um, where, where at the time he said there was no dialogue so I'm kind of waiting to see with, by, by, by the Hughes brothers so I'm waiting to see I'm pretty sure they have shot it so I'm waiting to see if there really is the no art, dialogue the artist is about as close as you well, can well yeah but that, that, that's yeah. cheating because that's kind of a silent movie no no but, that's, but it does lend itself to a cinematic idea where you don't have dialogue so yeah so, so, yeah, so um, I, th I figured five minutes I, I would be easy actually it wasn't as easy as, as I thought did any early versions of it include dialogue and did you whittle it out or did you no always? no no because I, I literally wrote it down on you know, an A4 piece of paper and it 
was literally written down in, in scenes. You know, she does this, she does that. Um, and, and but you know, something like the the rent man, for example, comes and the older guy comes to her flat, well, her, her house, her shack, and sleeps with her when she hasn't got any any money. I mean, the, the, the there's a shot which says rent in, in back of his pocket, and, and that that's something that we shot actually up in uh, North London because because we chained the film to quite a few people. And, and no one knew who he was. And to me, I thought it was obvious, kind of old guy coming writing stuff in the book. Yeah, but, 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 again, now it has the word rent, so you just think rent man. Okay. But, but, um, but at that, before that, no one understood who he was. So, again, you know, that, that, that was... Um, but, again, it was, trying to, it, it was hard trying to explain, well, this, this guy is the rent man. Um, so, so, no, but there was never any dialogue. And, and at times, you know, with the kids, it was like, shut up, don't turn anything. So... <laughs> Was it, was, it, was it difficult then? Um, again, again every, every, I mean, yeah, obviously, they've never acted before. What language so, were they speaking? Um, Dutch. I mean, they, they spoke a mixture, but they mainly spoke Dutch with a bit of Surinamese and, and, and a smidgen of English. So basically, my directing was telling the cameraman to tell them to shut up or... or, or she didn't want to subtitle <laughs> challenge, did you? No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so, so in the end, you know, there was a few times when, when they got carried away with, with excitement kind of thing. And, it was like, don't and, what, and what made that particular... Because a bit like Red, White and Blue, it's, it's, you, you wouldn't say it's traditional horror, what you, what you No. no. What, was, what was it about that location that made it so right, in your mind, to do a horror show? Well, well, the reason we shot there is, more than anything, is actually because my, my regular DP, Milton Cam, is, is from Suriname. He lives... He's, he's now an American national, but... Um, he, he, he was born and grew up in Suriname. So ever since was, I've been working with him, which is, I don't know, about six years, well, seven, seven years now, he's always mentioned it. And, and up until then, I'd never heard of the place, uh, as, as most people you know, have. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 yeah. Well, well the, the, the only person, well, one of the few people who had heard of it, well, one used to have a girlfriend who, who, from Suriname, and, and the other was like, oh, yeah, all, all the moths from the Silence of the Lambs come from Suriname. So, so that was kind of an interesting reference point. Apart from that, anyone who who isn't Dutch has, doesn't really know where it is, and because it's basically formerly Dutch Guyana. Okay. Um, and, and you know, and the, the actual story is a kind of internet-type phenomenon, which, which was I, I, I think mainly comes from China. So again, I, I thought it was you could get away with it because it's kind of kind of you know shaky poverty kind of place. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I, I went there never having been there before, and cross my fingers and hope for the best. Really. <laughs> That's location management for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. It is. Oh, so it doesn't have. It doesn't actually have a history of that kind of animal torture there. Then that was just something you brought. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so the, the, the president of Suriname was pretty upset yeah, with yeah, me. They're pretty. Well, well, once he saw the ABCs yeah. of death. Yeah. yeah. You're not. That's not an good advert. I, I, I'm not being invited back in a hurry. <laughs> in, 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 in your film, though, the boy didn't deserve to get it, did he? Who does? <laughs> no, there's usually a little bit of transgression. You yeah, mean? <laughs> It's a, it's a sense of irresponsibility. I don't think people realise that they're being irresponsible until it's too late and then something clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm doing a bit more than anything. And I, it's like I did this other short film, which is a similar theme called Hamster Hell. Okay. It's about a young Hamster kid. Hamster Hell. Yeah, and it's about a young kid who keeps a couple of hamsters, but he don't realise what he's doing to him. He don't realise that he's like causing distress. You know, it's like, it's like uh, being irresponsible without actually realising it until it's too late, kind of. Um, I, was, I was watching and reading, watching a few interviews with you talking about claymation. I was surprised to learn that you sort of, apart from, I think you talked about Watson Gromit, but you're not a big fan of claymation. You're, just, you, you're a big fan of doing it, but not yeah, it itself. 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm much more, I mean, I'm a big fan of cinema and everything. Yeah. I'm more in, uh, I don't know. Um, I can't really say. I just, I, I know that I don't like claymation. I mean, I do like cartoons. I love like oh. Studio Ghibli and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm quite weird. I'm not, not specific. <laughs> no, it is. It's weird. It's good. It's a good weird. I'm not. It's not. <laughs> it's just, it's just to make such brilliant claymation. Do I, mean, like, I don't like, like claymation. I believe the thought is you, you wanted to be a live action director, didn't you? you yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he, you, you told the story you couldn't get. The hassle of getting like, yeah the whole, point, the whole point why I'm into the claymation <laughs> which I thought was good you know, is because I couldn't get a crew together I didn't have I've got the social skills of a tree so <laughs> it made me it made it a bit difficult to get people involved in my film when I'm going can you do this for me <laughs> stick your head in the toilet yeah. is it <laughs> So do you feel, do you feel you're going to move it, move into live action? Or is that is that something now you feel? Um, working towards it, yeah. Working do, do, towards. Do you still think you have the social skills of a tree? Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm an evil dead tree, so I'm, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be so bloody rude. I did like. I mean, talking about showing, like we're talking the absolute showing, not and tell, not telling in yours, but yeah. in, in, in yours the I'm, I'm guessing. So tell me if I'm wrong. The um, the empty tank of the car is symbolic of. Yeah, she's, that's it. Yeah, she's run out of life. Like, she's, basically, her t- that's her time is up. She, yeah. she keeps on thinking she can run. She's, you know, taken too much stuff and she's ODing and this is it. This is like she's. It was really nice at that, 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 that moment. The, you know, that's the, that's why also I broke the, the screen direction of where because he's supposed to be chasing her and then when he comes in, he's in front of her. So that was a that was a conscious decision as well because I didn't didn't want him to come from behind. If you look, she, she her car runs out and goes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes in, because it, this death is everywhere. It can come from any direction. And I, I did have a shot. With, I had that shot slightly different. I had I had that oh, kind of desert shot. You mean when he joins the road? Yeah, yeah, sorry. When he yes, says, yes, 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 yes. But I had, when I shot that shot, I did it two ways, and I did have a cut of it where the car, you know, from the heat haze, it, it appears in. But then I thought, I don't want to... I, I didn't want it to, for you to know it was supernatural until... He gets out the car, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I left it, you know, for you, for the audience to decide. So I, I kind of did a, this an editing thing. I, I kind of did something that people who are like sort of arsy about screen direction will go, oh no, he was behind her. It should have come. So it was, but that was a deliberate cut. Yeah, yeah, no, because it's, it's, it's a surprising <laughs> tender moment when yeah, he well, take, when he takes her hands. Yeah, but ultimately, it's uh, you know, it's her death dream. So mm. it's actually death confronting her in her own mind. It's like her brain. Yeah, yeah. It's her brain shutting down. It's like saying, "This is it," and she's, you know, obviously doesn't want to die because I don't know if you've ever been close to death. Not I mean, I've had I've had a car crash and I kind of know what I kind of know what. There's this bit where you're, if you don't want to die, it's really fucking strange because you think I'm going to die and you, and time slows down really. Had you a really strange time dilation? Okay. Uh, so, um, so and it's really it's quite an interesting experience. So I just wanted to try and capture that sense of. Yeah, yeah, you know, but for her it's too late. She's yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Gone, you know. And I like the idea of because the, the, the nice play with the other girl being obviously it's not her time yet. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but she hasn't learned anything. Yeah, from yeah, the fact yeah. All she's interested in is stealing the yeah, other yeah. girls' drugs and going back in. You know, because that's the addiction thing. Of, you no, know. nicely done. <laughs> your 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 because your bad guy's the guy that robs the money, as far as I could tell, because that makes her that makes her. Kind then, of, yeah. But then you have this kind of guy that I've written down here, the predatory film, predatory filmmaker. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, where did that idea come from? Because in the end, he's the, obviously the nasty piece of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well as I said earlier on, these are basically crush videos, and, and there was a phenomenon. I, I don't know how long ago it was now, but but actually on the internet, and, and it kind of made 
I don't know if it was CNB, but it made American national news. Okay. And they're like, pretty much, you know, as, as they do in America, they were like, this is dreadful, have a look at this. And, and, and <laughs> they didn't quite show, you know, the, the crushing, but, you know, they showed a, a woman playing with a kitten in, in stilettos and stockings and stuff. And, and mm. um, so, yeah, so, I, uh, yeah, so abs- absolutely. So that, that was where the idea came from, as I said. I, I thought it'd be an interesting thing to, to explore, really, because I, mm. I, I, I think in terms of horror and what horror is and taboos, you know, you know, children and animals are the last taboos, of course. And, and, and I, I, I think, you know, I, I don't think anyone, well, arguably no one would want to see, you know, ca- um, kittens being uh, mauled to death. But, I, I, you know, I, I, I think even less so people want to see children getting, getting hacked. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, nonetheless, it's still a very interesting thing to see, you know, much like, you know, where, where, where is that limit? Where are people like, well, this is too much? And, and you know, it has been interesting seeing the attitudes of, towards the film. You know, some people are just hating it because of the subject matter, which I, I guess is to be expected, really. Um, but, I, I, again, I think it's interesting. What well, pressure is particular? Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, not everyone, of course, but you know, yeah. there, there's been a few animal lovers, of course, who really, you know, how could you kind of thing? Um, uh, and, anyway. You don't show it. No, no, And I can tell you that there's a very happy kitten in, in Suriname right now, just you know, really rolling around in, 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 in the grass. And I think kitten, kitten is particularly kind of innocent. I mean, if it had been a cat, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. we yeah. would have kind of. You know, well, well, also, it has to be, it has to be that, that size. Bit, you know, I mean, you know, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, the, the thing, the idea is that with, with that box of animals, that there's another, you know, he's doing a kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he, she's getting a, a, a one payment only for like, you know, six or seven animals. Um, so it's pretty grim. I mean, it is pretty grim, really. But, um, but yeah, you know, and I, I think having, I mean, I've never actually seen a crush video, but again, I've seen and read stuff about it. And, and I guess to me, what was interesting is, is, is it's such a kind of weird and nasty thing to do is you know could could why are these people doing it and, and who's watching them to lesser point and 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 can, you know how how is there will, will there be a situation where these people who are doing this can actually justify doing it mm. so and, and arguably in this you know that the woman does she needs to buy uh, uh, you know her, her, her daughter a, a bike not really but she wants to give her daughter as regular not bringing as possible given her circumstances <laughs> I mean the way you show her having to pour herself around town and then get all the money robbed it was kind of like what she did was it's pretty heartbreaking was kind of a grim reality of yes yeah, what yeah, the situation of what she was does. in yeah. rather than horrible desire apart from the guy shooting I, I, and that's the whole point of course you know again like like you know most of my, well, some of my, most of my more recent films it's like you know trying to put a an interesting slant on, on essentially the, the bad person who is who is the evil person and all that kind of stuff because as you say it's not necessarily her even though she does the, hmm. the evil thing really it's more the guy who's like yeah yeah you know, talking to all the prostitutes and brothels saying hey you know I've got this really crazy thing for you to do and easy money, money easy money yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When, when you're right, when you're right, Lee, how, how much, given its claymation and given how much is involved in that, making that work, and imagine, and I, I saw, saw when you're talking about what you did with the rain and, and the, the big, the big challenge of that. But you actually said every single project you start is is kind of overwhelming and where where you go with it. So when you're writing, when you're writing something, do you write with the kind of constraints of what you can do with plasticine or clay, or do you? try and solve the problem once the story's on the page. Is it's the um, a compromise. You have to compromise every step of the way. Um, it's like anything you imagine up, you don't really think it's possible. And then once you start working, 
um, he, some things start to look really good, and other things you just know you're not going to pull it off. So you have to yeah. put things out like that. Um, when I'm, when I, I, I actually hate writing. I fucking hate writing. It's like every time I, if I sit down at like final draft or something, it's like all I'm thinking about is like, how the fuck are you gonna like f- film this? How are you gonna illustrate this? So what I tend to do is write bullet points and then do a storyboard based on that. And then storyboard gives me confidence because I know how I can frame stuff and it's like a lot of the times I don't actually build sets because it's left to the audience's imagination that oh it takes place in this location but really it's not it's actually a pair of my underpants held in the background (laughs) that's not Paris it's a pair of underpants I got for Christmas I quite like I think you said something like um, as long as you've got clay and plasticine I think on cardboard you can do you can pretty much do it yeah that's correct if you if you if you watch and they've been seen the death like the I could not be asked building the parents' bedroom because it's like you know couple of set couple of shots so that's actually you know a cardboard cutout sort of whatever door frame that you see the kid walk past and the bed sheet is actually a permanent pants. <laughs> so you literally did yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> you heard it here first. Were they, were they clean? I don't, I'm not sure about that. I have my exclusive, I can go. <laughs> um, given, given, the, given the way the project generated itself, and I'm guessing you would have been aware at different stages other people were making their films once they were chosen. What was, I mean, and, and presumably you knew some of the other people, not, not necessarily all of them. What was the kind of sense of rivalry in the project? You know, in terms of, to, to you know, you're, you're, often films are released, you're like, I'm putting my film out similar time as one of my peers, but this is like, I'm going to put it side by side. What was the kind of sense of rivalry either when you're making it or in anticipation of this? Well, Jake, Jake heard that I was going to shoot abroad, so he, he rushed to shoot his abroad. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I think for me the only thing was just a, just the pressure of you knowing that there's other good other good directors involved and yeah. and you just wanted yours to hold up alongside them and, you know but like any film project I mean you, you can only concentrate on what you're going to do mm. if you're focusing too much on what another director is going to do mm. then do you know what I mean so I think it's it's healthy to feel that there's competition but then again in, in all in all things in life in any film you do you want it to succeed as much as you can yeah, yeah. so was, was there any was, was there any conversations between not, each other not really the, on, the, only, the only director okay. I, the only director I, I actually met and talked to during the process of us making it was actually mm. Ben Wheatley okay because just by chance I know Ben because we used to work at the same company for years okay um, and I just bumped into him in Soho one day when I was freelancing doing an edit for somebody mm. and we just bumped into each other in the street and I said oh yeah I'm, oh you're doing one of the ABCs what are you Doing. He said, "I'm doing a vampire thing, sort of point of view vampire thing." I said, oh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, "I'm doing mine in the states," and that's that's as much as I knew about anyone's projects, you know. Okay. But I knew that there's a great sort of cool, crazy people. I mean, I knew like Simon. I pretty know about. 60 or 70 percent of the directors involved actually, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because of Fantastic Fest and Tim League, you know, yeah. we're quite you know, the horror crowd are quite good at mixing these days, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, and we're all, crowd, quite, we're all quite friendly with each other, so there's not there's never been any real sense of well, that was my perception. That's why I wondered if there was yeah. any kind of not so much putting each other off as it were, but just yeah, no, it, it, kind me, of me and Simon take the of each other more, more than any of the other directors, yeah, yeah, yeah. we probably yeah. know each other a bit more, yeah, yeah, you know, but um, I think it's but it, it is a, it's, it's a very it's, it is a strong community, and you know. And, and everyone go, you know, there's a lot of you know horror, horror or fantastic kind of film festivals, and people usually go to a few of them at least. And 
and, and generally, you know, people make these films because people like these films. And, and so, mm. so you see someone else at a festival, you see a director. I, I think was for me, and I, I'm guessing it's the same for everyone else, you know, this is where you meet most the directors. I mean, I, I, up, up until traveling with my film, I knew like two or three directors. Yeah. And, and when I started traveling with my films, I suddenly met every festival you meet you meet other directors and inevitably some you get on with some you don't some some you know you go that their films you like and some you don't but um generally suddenly the, the whole fantastic fest horror crowd is actually very supportive very friendly and and and, and people are you know generally very yeah it's it's a, it's a nice and, kind and of you get that with, yeah. i mean you get that sense of fright fest every year i think yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah. Yeah. As, a, as a filmmaker also i mean yeah the one thing that you want to be doing is making a film <laughs> because you spent, because you spend so much time not making a film, like trying to get something written and then trying to get some money for it and then trying to get actors and producers to believe yeah. in it. So it's such a long and torturous process. To, mm. When you're actually making a film, it's a, it's kind of like a relief, actually, yeah, because yeah. You're, you're focused, you actually know what you're doing. This is what we're yeah, here for. Yeah, so actually, actually it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's different when you're not, you know, so... But the idea, the ABCs was an unusual thing where you knew there were 26 other directors doing it, but you, you kind of just hoped, well, I hope there's going to be a lot of cool stuff because you want, you want the film to be something well, that people are going to watch. From yeah. a point to point of view, I've been to festivals with short film programs. There is like the one or two that you like, but then there's like the yeah. kind of esoteric, yeah. throwing yeah. angles all over the show, and it's not, there's nothing to really get from it. And there was that kind of, I mean, going into it, I mean, when we saw the two-minute trailer last year, it was like, oh, well, that looks, it looks, it looks good. And then it's like, when I got it, it was like that sense of dread, like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I had that as well. I but, it, but it does, it, it does sustain itself, like, as if you, I mean, I know they're not, it's not a feature, but I, no, no, but you I watch it for I, a feature length time. Right. I mean, I first but saw I, it in Sitges for the first time in Spain, yeah. and I had only seen my segment. I, oh, so, really? Okay. So the first time I saw it was in front of about yeah. 1,200 people and a big theatre, and I've not seen the film, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, it's a bunch of short films trying to get it's going to be shit, you know. Mm. And there was about eleven of us there, yeah, different directors yeah. of that one. Yeah. Um, but so the first time you see it, literally, you're going, "I hope this is going to be all right." And I was, that was, yeah, yeah. you're more nervous, but because your bit is only a, a small bit, mm. it's, it's less nerve-wracking than, than showing your own feature where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, solely, you know, you're the yeah, solely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in a way. It was really nice watching it with the other directors because we had a real camaraderie. Now I know it wasn't a competition, and discounting your own film, but who, who's you like the most? Which one? <laughs> I can't remember. Never mind. I, can't, I, I get. I'll tell you what happened. What happened? Um, Sapuku. Is that what they call it in Japan? Oh, that's the one with the good guy. Oh, the ju- no, yes, yes, yes. The, uh, you, you mean P for pressure? <laughs> <laughs> The samurai one. Yeah, the samurai one. That, that was Jay, I think. Yeah. yeah. We know the one Jay you mean, though. Why, why did you like the that one? the face. Just because, because of the face, yeah. It was one that just sort of like had me crying. There were a lot of them. Crying me laughing. What, laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it in a... Uh, it leaves a sense of modern man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen it one time in Toronto. Um, the best thing I liked about the whole film was just... The ridiculousness of a lot of them and just being able to laugh at them. Well, it must have that. that that's. I mean, there's more fun. There's more funny stuff in there to laugh at. And there is to go. Ah, oh, I can't watch this. Like, especially libido. You know, that, that was a great one. I like Q. I like R. I like Q's I. Great, yeah. yeah um, I like libido. Um, I mean, they, they were probably my top. Four or five. I actually liked O. I think that's pretty amazing. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's hard because you know you've got like your, your top kind of 
five, then your top ten, and top fifteen, and, and and then you know I, I would say that there was two which I didn't think were very good, uh, and then probably three which I thought were a bit goofy. And I would say apart from that, I, I thought they're all pretty good actually. So, mm. I mean, I, I, again, you know, talking about you know what you liked and what you didn't like, I was I, I was pleasantly surprised thinking actually, you know, it's it's funny you see some reviews and people are like, yeah, these all, all these filmmakers have been fucking lazy, and you're thinking. How how have people been lazy? You know, no, claymation right. go, gone to you know West yeah, yeah, yeah. gone to Suriname. It's like, are you kidding? Yeah, and I'm just thinking, do, uh, what, you, you do wonder sometimes when people watch films. And I, would, I would argue the spirit, the, the spirit of adventure is, yeah. is running all the way through because everyone's yes. gone. I'm going to get as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. I'll spare the horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. And that's the thing that. But I think that's because the, the, the thing is that's the more of a symptom of the internet generation and people's expectation yeah. being yeah, completely yeah. out of whack. And, and, and you know, they. Watch a, they watch a Hollywood movie like a you know kind of Avengers Assemble, which is made for 250 yeah. million and it makes a billion dollars, and yeah. then then they watch ABCs of Death and judge yeah. it under the same criteria, yeah, yeah. and then go well you know but for five thousand dollars I mean there's a limit to what you can you oh, can yeah, 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 of course. and also in this in the time frame that you were I mean all of all of the directors pretty much are used to working with bigger well, budgets yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know and we're, and we're, all, we're also used to working with small budgets yeah, so, yeah. so was that was that one of the bigger constraints then for you to make the movie well, well for me I mean the thing is to go to to go to America and realise to realise what I wanted to do with my story yeah. was tricky because I had to pull in a lot of favours and things. And you've got three actors, haven't you? I mean, they've got three actors. I've got, I've got a 19, I've got a 1960. <laughs> I've got a 1960. I've got an armoured vehicle, like yeah, yeah, exoskeleton. Yeah. I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got flamethrowers. I'm setting something on fire. I've got prosthetic makeups. You know, I've, yeah, got yeah. To, I've got to take a stunt coordinator. Uh, yeah, you're racking uh, up the bills there. Yeah, I think. You know, and um, <laughs> and, tra- and travel. I mean, to be you know, to be honest, it cost more than five thousand dollars because you know. But I went to LA, mm. caught up with friends, so I sort of treated it as a working working holiday because it was a good experience. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, good, yeah, it was a good experience. Mm. It was it was something that I wanted to do. So you know, I think it's it's one of those things. Either you're invested in a project or you're yeah, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, for me, it was a pleasure just to, to do that because it's fun to be making a movie and once came to me it's a challenge I've never shot a movie in the desert before especially without a crew and stuff like that that's quite how much crew did you have for you? well I DP'd it and I had Simon Boswell the composer did the sound recording so he came out with us <laughs> true yeah and then on the last day I got two friends to shoot to shoot the second camera and stuff okay because that's when we did the fire so you were a skeleton crew didn't yeah. you yeah literally well, well, so, I, so I, basically I, I was we were like a two man crew basically okay. yeah and, and, and we were the same I had my, my DP and, and I, I did the sound for like half half the time which I'd never even done before uh, and then in the, the second day we had um, a driver and we had my girlfriend helped out and, and we had a couple of Animal wranglers, and, and, and but again, it's it's really interesting actually doing it as an exercise, and, and seeing you know how low you can go and, and how good you can make it look. And again, I, I would say both, you know, after, what, what did you shoot it on? Uh, Canon D um, five. Yeah, yeah same here. You know, both shot on the same camera. And yeah, I mean, you can tell there's cause there's some episodes where people have definitely shot on Alexas, and, and, so, and you can see that there is a difference in dynamic range. And yeah, if you're a bit of a geek and you go, yeah, that looks a little bit nicer, but really it doesn't make any difference. When no, no, I, I don't think so. And I think that like, because you know, it's chopping. Between yeah. chapters, you're not. Yeah. So do you, sh- you shot the 5D as well? What do you What do you use? Um, now I use a 5D, but that toilet was shot on a, a Lumix Panasonic. Oh, right. Yeah, but they're really good as well. The uh, GH2, GH2, GH2. No, it's uh, FZ50. Don't even do video. What projects from yourself with them that you've got? Um, well, I, I'm. I've basically. I've got a. Pro- I'm supposed to be going on a. 
recce to Louisiana in, in about two weeks' time. Just kind of waiting for that to come through, which is a... Uh, it, I, I'm trying to go more commercial in my old age, and, and, and having done a, a bunch of films which are, you know, fairly, kind of, I think, you know, fairly hardcore in, in the subject matter, and, and, and un, un, fairly, fairly relentless and un, unrelenting. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I, I've got a couple of projects. Um, one is a, is, is a subversion of, of a zombie film, and, and, and the other is um, is is more of a kind of. Um, what is it? It's actually a non-horror film, so um, okay. um, more more a kind of thriller structured in the ver- in, in the vein of pop fiction, I guess. Okay. Shot, shot in New Orleans. So I, I'm yeah. So supposed to be doing a recce literally in two weeks for the first one, um, and and touch wood and all that kind of stuff. Well, good luck with that. One. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what, what have you got? What can we look forward to from you in the well? In the, in the, in I've been working for some time on a, on a new film called Spitfire, which okay. is a collaboration with Dan Schaefer, the writer who did Doghouse, the comic okay. book comic book creator okay um so we've had the scripts around for a while and we've got some interest in it but we're, we're at, the, at the tricky financing stage yeah, yeah, yeah so i'd like to be able to say it's going ahead but we're trying to get the, the money i understand yeah and then there's a couple of other projects i'm involved with um, there's there's a sort of two horror project projects as well spitfire is in the horror projects it's more like a it's like a mashup of pulp fiction and train spotting it's, okay. it's very british as well so okay. you know so that's something that i'd really like to do which is a would be an, it still has a genre feel but it's not a, a yeah. horror thing but so spitfire is something yeah, yeah, yeah. something different it's a very original script and it's very cool so if i get a chance to do it it's basically in the in the in the arms of whether we can get the money at the moment no, 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 I know so i wish i could give you a no that's, firmer, that's cool and for yourself Lee, what have you what have you got in there What's coming up for you? Uh, what, will we look, what will we see from you next? I can't really talk about a lot of things. Um, so I'm going to have to channel, say... Channel flip, I've got a say, 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 say you're, what's the, So you're busy and there's things to come. I'm busy and there's things to come. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing loads of stuff for my YouTube channel, basically. Yeah. But, okay. um, so any, how, about the, how about that thing you're doing for Channel Flip? Can you talk about that? Or not? Oh, with Simon Boswell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I can. Yeah, I'm doing. Well, tell me, and then so if, if, the if moment, you, I can talk about that. Yeah, so yeah. tell me. This is, this is a quite okay. a cool this is, there's a film called uh, Ashes and the Quest for the Game Child. I think it's called. And, yeah, um, I'm going to be doing just like a little uh, like a dream sequence in that. Okay, but that's um, a feature that they're making. Yeah. Jake knows about that because Simon, my composer, you know Simon Boswell. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, but there's some really cool like projects I'd like to talk about, but it's like. They've been in the background for a long time now, and it's like, I don't really like to yeah, tell like people about it. I mean, they're on the same. Tell the me. problem is, is that obviously you want to be at the point where I wouldn't dream of it. This is happening, no. But I wouldn't dream of it. Well, look, I've got tons there, so Excellent. I really appreciate your time. Nice one. Thank you very much. Thank you to um, Lee Hardcastle, who was the director of Tears for Toilet, uh, Simon Rumley, who was the director of P is for Pressure, and Jake West who was the director of S is for Speed. And ABCs of Death is out on Blu-ray and DVD from the 22nd of July. Thank you, Stuart Wright of BritFlix.com. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.